This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, November 2nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Colorado River to lose 30% of groundwater runoff. Senate R seek to block H-2A wage increases. And fresh questions on Biden plan as Manchin weighs in. Colorado River could lose 30% of its groundwater runoff in 30 years. In a dark twist on 30 by 30, a new study from the U.S. Geological Survey finds the upper Colorado River basin could lose nearly 30% of its groundwater inflow over the next three decades. Groundwater moving into streams accounts for more than half of the basin's annual stream flow. It keeps alive the farms and ecosystems that depend on the river during dry years. A 30% decline would have a devastating impact for the 40 million people who rely on the river for drinking water, agriculture, and other uses. USGS scientist Catherine Dom says the findings will help water managers understand the impacts of shortages and develop mitigation plans. Water supply ballot measure gathers signatures. The Attorney General's office has issued the official title and summary for a water infrastructure proposal for the 2022 ballot. The initiative now enters circulation. Attorney General Rob Bonta has the authority to decide the final language voters will see when casting their votes. The summary described the Water Infrastructure Funding Act as limiting environmental review for projects and limiting the role of California Coastal Commission on infrastructure decisions. Reaching the goals of 5 million acre feet of supply could cost California more than $100 billion, according to the summary. These funds would therefore not be available to support other public services funded by the state, it reads. Left out of the summary was that the initiative, quote, could result in water customers paying lower water bills, according to the nonpartisan Legislative Analyst Office. Scoop. Senate R's to seek a block of H-2A wage increases. Four Senate Republicans are introducing a bill today that could stop the Labor Department from increasing the wages that farmers must pay H-2A workers in many states. The minimum wage rates are set by an adverse effect wage rate, or AEWR, that the department sets each year based on a USDA survey that typically comes out each November. Under the Keep Food Local and Affordable Act, the AEWR would be frozen at 2021 levels in states where the unemployment rate is 5% or less. The argument is that those states already have shortages of domestic workers. The bill also would allow governors of states with food price increases of more than 3% over the past year to ask that their H-2A wage rate remain at the 2021 level. Nationally, food inflation has been well above that. While broader program reforms are needed, this necessary legislation will give temporary relief to farmers' rapidly rising input costs while maintaining worker pay and protections and allow U.S. farmers to continue feeding American families, said Senator Tom Tillis, the North Carolina Republican. Senate Ag Committee top Republican John Bozeman of Arkansas is joining Tillis and co-sponsoring the bill along with John Cornyn of Texas and Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. 
Now keep in mind, the bill is unlikely to get much support from Democrats who control both the House and the Senate. Fresh questions on Biden plan as Manchin weighs in. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi insists the Democrats will move forward with a vote on President Biden's Build Back Better package. But in a statement issued yesterday afternoon, the Speaker didn't say when the vote would occur. Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, announced yesterday he wasn't ready to endorse the bill. Manchin's vote is essential for the bill in the 50-50 Senate, but he reiterated he is still concerned about expanding social programs and increasing inflation. Manchin questioned why Congress would expand social programs when Medicare and Social Security need showing up. How does that make sense? I don't think it does, he said. Keep in mind, the bill's climate provisions include $27 billion for conservation funding and $2 billion for ag research. Now take note, President Biden made it clear at the International Climate Conference in Glasgow that the bill is integral to his strategy for cutting in half U.S. greenhouse gas emissions during this decade. The president said, quote, my Bill Back Better framework will make historic investments in clean energy, the most significant investment to deal with climate crisis that any advanced nation has made, ever. Biden spoke yesterday in a speech to the conference. By the way, the president listed farmers among the Americans who would benefit from addressing climate change. Farmers, quote, will not only help fight global hunger, but also use the soil to fight climate change, he said. Marshall Ossoff introduced bill to harmonize pickup rules. Senators Roger Marshall, the Kansas Republican, and John Ossoff, the Georgia Democrat, say their new legislation would make it easier for farmers and ranchers to travel across state lines with pickups and trailers. The pair of freshman senators have introduced the Covered Farm Vehicle Modernization Act, which they say will expand and modernize the exemptions for covered farm vehicles to more adequately reflect the variety of vehicles commonly used by today's farmers and ranchers. In a statement, Marshall said the bill, quote, removes out-of-date regulations to better reflect modern-day farm vehicles and ultimately allows folks to legally pull a gooseneck trailer with their pickup truck without jumping through hoops to obtain a for-hire commercial driving license. The bill would extend exemptions offered to three-quarter ton pickups to one-ton vehicles, the larger of which currently would require a trucking license to tow a similar trailer across state lines. Vilsack heads to Europe. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will be in Europe through the weekend for meetings at the European Union and then for events around the Glasgow Climate Conference. His first stop is in Brussels where he'll meet with EU policymakers, farmers and other stakeholders. His Brussels visit will include what USDA describes as a major announcement with EU Ag Commissioner Janusz Wojciechowski. Vilsack will be in Glasgow from Thursday through Saturday. On Friday, he'll formally launch a multinational innovation coalition that will promote the use of technology, including genetically engineered crops, to increase productivity while reducing agriculture's climate footprint. On Saturday, Vilsack will participate in a fireside chat with Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow, the Michigan Democrat. Well, here's today's He Said It. This is a moment to bite the bullet, not gum the marshmallow. 
that former Governor Jerry Brown on the need for action from the United Nations Climate Change Conference. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, November 2nd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jack Alley.